Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Counterpart. Howard and Emily reunited. Stay tuned to find out. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You have such a radio voice. You do. A very, very radio evening voice. Oh, I like that. I'll take that. That's a thing. Thank you. That's a thing. Your voice, on the other hand. I'm listening Listen, to this song. Don't you guys start. It's too early. This what do you good, mean? It's a good song. Ashley. Yeah, it's it is. Right? No, you have a radio Thank voice. You. Radio face. I Thank love you, you so much. All right, guys. Episode four of Counterpart on Stars, Both Sides Now. I'm your host, Ashley Allen, and you can find me on all social media at Ashley Reed Allen. Panelist. Hey, After Buzzers. I am Tequila. Please come chat with me at Tequila underscore I am. Hey, y'all, it's Portia. You can find me everywhere at Portia Carter. And I did find you. And I follow you, though. I enjoy your, your feed. And I am Tehran, literally, at I am Tehran all across the board. Find me, follow me, tell your friends. That's right. <laughs> find all of us. In our other parts. That's no, right. I mean, uh, okay. Oh no. Okay. I never said that. I never said that part. <laughs> Are you Make not watching the news lately? Please. I did like not consent to that. Like uh, the show. Counterparts. Right? I need a wall right here. <laughs> like For a what? Whole, the tunnel, the like the the security, everything just right here in this area so that we can know this is separation okay, between Okay, calm down, President Trump. Calm down. There's a separation between our two. I kind of like prime side though. I do. I kind of like his side. I do. All right, so we started this episode very confusing. There was yes. a whole note swap situation going on. Did you guys eventually pick up what was happening? Not till after no. the fact. I still didn't know what was going on. So pretty much what happened was Howard, well, actually it was Prime, came out of the apartment. He bumped into this guy who needed help on the street. Then this whole note exchange swap thing happened and traveled from one world to the other. Right. And the note pretty much was a note from Prime to his friend Raj telling him to, to remove take care all of the personal items from his apartment. Everything. Because as in the past, you know, when Prime and Howard have conversations about Prime's life, Prime never gives up any information. So now that Prime, now that Howard is going to the other side, he wants his friend to take any personal information about his life away so that Howard has no insight. And all the personal articles. His friend is That's stupid. Even his dog. His, his friend is even yes. the dog. Is Come on now. Yeah, it was everything was wiped clean. Yeah, and I think. Well, I think the intent was to keep Howard um, locked in up the dark. in the dark. Yeah, in his apartment. But he for did the a whole horrible week, job. Did, yeah, he did. he did a very horrible job, and he listens to everything that Howard tells him to do. Like you, you were on an assignment. <laughs> well, he barely even just, speaks. The friend. Oh, Barely. he probably don't understand English. No, well, that's that's Four. not nice. So, okay, <laughs> that's not nice. Raj, I felt like Raj spoke English very well. The concept is Howard Prime is a consummate spy. He is a spy all the way. He keeps his secrets to himself. Yeah. He doesn't want his counterpart to know any of his personal fact, even to the point where he told, it, told him that Emily's dead, doesn't divulge any of his own secrets. Mm-hmm. And that's how he becomes Howard Prime that has the respective job that he has is the fact that he's this ultimate spy all the time down to the wire. No matter what goes down, yeah. he's there. And it keeps his, it keeps his control friend. over Howard. It does. He, he'll always have that power and control over him because Howard doesn't know anything. He can never hold anything over Prime's head. Well, he he's about know to anything. learn it now. 
Well, that's the thing. But even with the removal of the dog, because Howard Prime didn't even want uh, Howard Howard to know that he had some type of emotional uh, emotional connection to anything, let alone anyone, not even a pet. Like he just doesn't want he wants him to see Howard Prime as this basically like a like a robot android or something. Exactly. Where it's just this. I think that was wise, Mm though. I feel like he should have been received something about Prime's life going over because we see that his daughter, Anna, comes in and just messes up the whole scheme of Prime or Silk being locked in his house for a whole week. And Raj does absolutely nothing. He didn't, and I wanted him to step in or say he couldn't answer the door or be quiet, something of that nature, or Raj answer the door and be like, it's just me checking on the home. Whatever lie he came up with, that didn't even happen. So I feel like the letter was supposed to clear his apartment, keep Mm -hmm. him locked in the house, but that didn't happen. Now we're out in the open, and he's trying to figure out his way, and I feel like eventually he's going to be known. He's going to get caught. Emily read him like that. It was Mm -hmm. very quick. So, But you know what? A part of me almost feels like Prime doesn't care if certain people find out that that's not really Prime. Because I think he's almost, he's underestimating Howard that he's going to venture out. Like He knows immediately he's going to stick to the people that he knows. That's what I feel I like. actually disagree with that. I think that I Howard Prime too. is like I have so much control over this Howard, I can exert minimal force and he will stay in line because he is such uh, a wimp in that okay. manner and even with Raj I mean there's only so much information they can exchange in a short amount of time so Raj doesn't know exactly what's going on but knows True. that something's going on and may not even be aware of exactly how far this is supposed to go along mm-hmm. what we see is that when it comes to underestimating that Howard it's underestimating the fact that he is going to step into the role of Howard Prime exactly. way better than Howard Prime himself. And that's something. Yeah, I, I agree see. with that, but I have a different point. Like, I feel like Howard Prime knows exactly what he's doing to Howard Silk. He knows that locking him in the house is not going to do anything. He already knew that. So taking everything out because he wanted him to go out and find out about his life and to become prime because he has every expectation of him to do that. Just like when they were sitting down playing the card game. He like, play the card like you know how. Like, why are you doing that? And Howard just kept on throwing him some flimsy cards. He's just like, whatever. But at the end of the day, he knows what's inside of Howard Silk. So he knows that being on the other side is going to bring that out of him. So I feel like he has great big expectations. And that's why he let him go without telling him anything because he's like, no, you're going to learn this today. To figure it yeah. out. Like a father. Like a yeah. father who's like yeah. has a kid and then wants the kid to toughen up. Like, yeah. you're going to get into this fight so that you be tough the way I'm tough. Yeah, like I think he expects him to like take over. So do you guys think that Prime even has any intention on re- returning to his side? Yes. Why? What do you mean? Do you think that you think, Prime is gonna is gonna and because it almost are you asking me, us if he set him up to be there and not come mm-hmm. back home? Yeah, of course not. I just don't. Th- I think it'll be longer than a week, though. Okay. I think it's gonna definitely. It's be definitely longer gonna than a be week. longer than a week, but I don't. I don't think he did. I think he's intentional about what he's doing. He's planning mm-hmm. to, you know, try to find out what he can find and try to smooth some things over and then do the switch. Okay. I don't think he's planning for it to go as long as it may go, but he did plan for it to be the way it is. And I asked that because, as we saw later in the episode, Claire 
talks about how she met her other and how her life was perfect and she was happy and she almost seemed envious of her counterpart. So do you think that there's a potential that Prime is really going to be able to enjoy and really take in this other side of life that he really hasn't I been think able it's to the live? other way around. I think that Howard Silk is going to finally there, get yeah. to live in his perfect life with I his daughter too. and his wife and everything. And that Howard Prime is going to take the take the high road and say, you can have the life that I never actually appreciated that you would love right at the end but for right now i don't see any reason to doubt howard prime because as uh maniacal and manipulative as he can be he Mm -hmm. always seems to be on the side of the yeah like he's i mean he's a cold-hearted killer like he he is is, he definitely is and he's very calculated in that way right so in that way but even with all that, he still seems to always be on the side of good. Mm-hmm. A- as far as we understand the concept of what good is within the show. So I don't feel like his hidden agenda, whatever that may be, we might not know his intention, but we know it's a positive intention to inflict what's best for everyone and not just for him. I don't see him being a selfish character where he says prime. prime. Being selfish in a Everybody way Everybody like, thinks he's selfish. But, oh yeah, but if you look at his 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 actual goals are actually extremely selfless and that's the irony in the character is that as he's doing selfish things what is best for him happens to be what's best for everyone he just is making it so that it also he comes out on top as well but it doesn't actually he doesn't (laughs) put someone or throw someone else under the bus to make himself better or he would have moved up even in his world and his job we see that with the boss we Mm -hmm. see this with emily but we never see that from him he never divulges information even though it could benefit him he never goes i mean everything he's doing is for whatever this nature of goodness is that he has within him it's for that plan and so we don't see him betray people Exactly. And that's what he says in the part where he says that, you know, Silk's weakness is that he's loyal, loyal. to a fault, yeah. and so am I. Yeah. So that's yeah. the key point of what your just explanation of why he is a killer, but it always has good intent into what his end goal is. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. So I felt super horrible for Howard when, of course, he learns that he actually has a daughter. Yeah. And yeah. then he actually learns that Emily is still alive, and they go visit her. I knew in the that hospital. was going to happen. I did too, I, but I just. I felt so bad for him. And again, that's a testament to JK's great acting. You could see all the different emotions in his face, him trying to figure out everything. He was super confused. Yeah. I I loved it. I loved every second of it Mm -hmm. because in my eyes, it's like, you know what? This Emily gets to wake up for me. Yeah. Because he has been every single day for the past six weeks getting sure. off work, right. taking a bite to eat, and going up to that hospital and reading to somebody who's not even waking up for him. Mm-hmm. And now he gets to be somewhere where somebody actually opens up their eyes and it's the person that he's been in love with for over 20 years. You know, and yeah. so it's just but it's a not her experience for me. So this is actually worse he, because it's not real. Yeah, that's it's, what I was, it's the doppelganger. It's yeah. not real. This is a honeymoon phase, but at the end, this isn't his Emily. They don't have shared memories they don't have miscarriage they don't have uh, triumph and overcoming hardships they don't have it it's not real so it's like hey if i like a girl but then her twin sister 
uh, I, I'm not falling in love in the sister. I mean, it's not that. It's just, it's like, yo, okay, she passed, so I'm going to be with the twin? No, the concept is, yeah, he's happy now. But the consequences of these actions are something that we see. And that's the whole point of the show is that it diverges at the Cold War, right? So we see the consequence of action. And that's what a major theme in the show is. What a consequence of action. You could be Howard Prime, but because your world did this and you made these decisions, you did not end up that. Mm. So he doesn't have these feelings. They're just arbitrary for Emily Prime because she looks and feels like, but it's not not her. her. Mm. It walks like a duck and it talks like a duck and quacks like a duck. But it's not a duck. But at the end of the day, we don't even know who the real Emily is. Like, sure. Like, just like how they said it when they were talking at the end, he was like, dang, he has no clue who she is. You know, so either way it goes, it's all fake. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that his Emily is not the Emily that he thought she was. He doesn't know that. So in his mind, his his paradox is this, that now that the doppelganger is there and awake and everything kind of like he wants, like a chance to renew and fix it. But it's not real. It's not his world. And that is the ultimate last uh, stick that'll just like be pulled out and everything collapses. It's yeah. the mm-hmm. house of cards. Mm-hmm. That's why I was kind of sad that she woke up so quickly because I felt like once he walked into the room, the hospital room, he was back into his old life. So nothing for him kind of changed at that point, not as drastically as it as, as the events have turned. But once she did wake up, he, you seen him like trying to reach for her hand. Mm-hmm. If he had a book, I'm sure he would have pulled it out. But then it's like, like you just said, he's going to start living in this fantasy world and that's going to cloud his judgment. That's going to cloud his reason for being there and not be alert to different things that could be going on and want to like we've seen at the end kind of get his balls somebody said last week or two so to speak um to be more stern to stand up for what he wants to do like he did with Raj towards the end so I was kind of I was kind of disappointed that she woke up so quickly for him for his sake at least yeah but I mean it's like using drugs like yeah it's it feels good at the time right and you don't want to come down off that high but when you do you crash very hard i don't want to relate that to drugs i don't want to relate it to drugs i want to relate it to it it was a beautiful moment and experience that you know one of the moments that you take in and you love and you cherish forever that's what i want to relate that to it's not Not drugs All right, so we'll move on to So Portia basically Claude. dating the twin. That's basically who you are. We'll I mean, to- at the end of the day, it, it's, it's still Emily. Okay. I mean, you know? Let's move on. So we'll move on to Claude <laughs> and uh, Claire, which we see them talking to each other. Oh, yes. And they're talking about this plan, and pretty much the plan is to take out Baldwin. Right. Because she's failed. She got arrested. They're not sure if she gave the police any type of information. Um, what do you think about him? He's a pretty weird guy. I don't know where his strings are being pulled because at one point he makes you think that he is it. Like we've seen that his father, his wife's, his father-in-law, his wife's dad is the director. Yeah. But you, you don't really know where his strings are being pulled or what his agenda is to and what he's actually trying to be have kept under wraps. So it kind of feels like he's also at a tug of war with not only himself, but also his job and how he's trying to keep everything together. Um, I think, uh, what is it, Aldridge is about to be a snake in the grass, and we're about to find that out, which is Mm -hmm. going to upend his whole um, job as well. But I found it very odd. I was surprised, actually, too, that him and Claire are working together, I guess, from both sides, so they do know a little more than what was going on, or Quail definitely does know a little more about Baldwin than what was going on. Um, But I was surprised that they were actually, or in cahoots, to try to kill her. 
Well, I wasn't surprised, but I'm I'm trying to. I guess we're all trying to figure out who is the they that he kept talking right. about. That who is he getting his orders from? I think know. Aldrich is the selfish person that everyone thinks that Howard Prime is. Like he he's out for him. He's out for yes. self. Yeah. Agreed. So he wants to move up for whatever chip is on his shoulder that he like is maneuvering his way into the agency to move up. Mm-hmm. That's what his personal motivation is. Do you guys think that he's the mole? No. I think it's too easy. I think, for he, I think yeah, yeah. It's, it's too easy and he's too weak. Like he's too weak for that. He wouldn't be able to have that kind of strength. Like he wouldn't be able to cover it up. You, you can see it on his face because hmm. of who he is and how weak he is. Like, and he's just that type of person. Like, he would give it away. And too many people can walk in on him on whatever he's doing and be like, "No, we know you. We about to take you out." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, definitely don't think he has that kind of thing. But I just know I can't trust Claire. So oh, it's like yeah. it's a lot of stuff going on with that. Like she's just. She's a character, and she's very conniving and manipulative, and yeah. I just... I love Claire. I wouldn't push nothing I like, love her. Claire. I like Claire's role, too, because you just... She's really good at playing that role where you just don't know if... Is she good? Is she bad? Like, what is... What's her, her What's her deal? Because she pretty much set ball went up. Like, she threw the... Played the emotional card. You know, they had their moment. And then, next thing we know, she's setting up Baldwin to get murdered. Which was one of my favorite scenes, by the way. Like, Baldwin took care of some business in this episode. But I thought it was she I should have been more. You know that, or they know, Claire, Baldwin is a killer. She does this. So you bring in just this one guy. I feel like they needed an army. Well, Claire was asleep. So when Nadia brought her in, I thought it was, like, it was a plan. She took the gun. Clearly knew that this was going to go down. Nadia went through the saw Claire's emotional connection, went through with it, even though it seemed like it was against her her inner self. Right. But she was like, okay, by whatever means necessary, I will get this person to trust me, slept with her, which obviously if you watch a Bond, James Bond movie, she didn't even want very to at normal. first. She, she, she she did, kissed her, it she wasn't was within like, her inner yeah, self, exactly. Right. She did what she had she to do. And then she did whatever, she did whatever, especially if that's not up your alley of sexuality, is a very difficult thing to right. do. And then right. she, she seemed... She seems that it wasn't, and she went through with it, and then took the gun, knowing farewell what is to happen, but without getting her own hands dirty. Okay, so knowing that Baldwin is an assassin, and knowing that Baldwin is a good assassin, do you think that she took the gun and pretty much at the end of the day knew that Baldwin would kill the guy who was coming to kill her? Do you think she knew that she was going to get away? I don't think Nadia knew that she was going to get away. No, do you think Claire knew that she was going to get away? I think Claire's the girl. Oh. Claire is. That's a good point. That's a really good point because she could have, you know, took the gun just so that, you know, when her people get to her, they're not, they're not like, okay, why did you let her keep a gun? Like, mm-hmm. right. why didn't you, you know, set her up to where she was didn't have a weapon to defend herself? Because just so that they wouldn't come back and ask her any questions. Yeah, because but she's she been fighting for what Baldwin type of the entire Baldwin time is. that she should not be killed. So of course she has to follow orders in order to protect herself. So do you think that her taking the gun and walking out and knowing that Baldwin is the assassin that she is? That she was gonna walk away at the end. So of the you day. think I she let not like that. knowing that Nadia was gonna 
kill the assassin. Yes. Despite and then have like a like oh, but I took the gun. So she yeah. still did her part, like you just said. Yeah, kept yeah. her hands. That's clean. what I'm saying. So yes, Claire left knew. knowing. So uh, I want to understand. Like you're saying, Claire left. Yes. Knowing. That, that her girl was gonna that make it Nadia out. was gonna make it. Yes, but she was like, "I'm gonna make it look like so." Or what if she did it, knowing that if the guy goes in and kills, uh, kills Nadia, then she her mission she, is accomplished. Her my, mission's accomplished. But if he doesn't, then she can be like, "Well, I knew you would do this, but I had to right. go through with it." And I, I that's I mean both. That's, that's a the, very interesting point. That's very the true. beauty I think of Claire's character because we really at the end of the day we don't know where her where she lies. Right. Because she's playing both sides. Yes, we see her fighting for Baldwin, but at the same time, she did go through with the plan to have her killed. Hmm. But I mm-hmm. kind of feel like she went through with the plan because she knew that at the end of the day, Baldwin's going to walk out. Because why home. didn't she just That's, turn around and shoot? She could not even when herself. she was sleeping. Yeah, right. she's could've, sleeping. Yeah, it's like she gave her that good good. She was <laughs> right. asleep, mm-hmm. and then turn out. Because yeah. I, I was wondering that too. Like, why did she do that? I felt like she doesn't really get her hands dirty though. Right. She just pulls a lot of strings, but doesn't do things or execute mm. things on her own. Because yeah. she got high rates. She don't have to. Yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely agree. I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point. Like, she already knew baby girl was going to make it out, so she had to do what she had to do. Mm-hmm. Just make sure she removed the weapons because now her hands are clean. I removed the weapon. I set her up. Maybe. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's the case, she better hope that Baldwin don't come that's what after I was gonna her. Say. So what's going to be the aftermath? Hopefully we'll see in the next oh, few episodes. Oh, Baldwin coming back. She's coming after yeah. her because at the end betrayed. of the day, like... I was near death. Like, I could have died. But does Claire take it? I mean, does Nadia take it personally? Because she also understands the nature. She is an assassin, and she understands the nature of this business. True. You don't take it personal. She she knew, or she felt that her life was in danger to begin with. And Claire won her trust over. So she she felt like, I messed up. You guys are going to kill me. And then Claire said, no. No, you know, I care That's about you. That's why I think she's going to take it personal. Well, I think she she, she's going to take it personal because ever since Baldwin has ran into her other, she has not been the same. Correct. She's been an emotional wreck ever since she's met her, her counterpart. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know how she's going to... She, I, I, Well, I think she's going to take it personal. And the person to save her both times was Claudia. And so for her to be there and tell her that, okay, I, you can't always be alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to help you. And told her a little bit about her story and her meeting her other. I think that, again... Claudia's point probably, Claire. but Claire, sorry, Claire's point probably, um, but brought Claire them and Nadia together. together or Claudia. <laughs> That's <laughs> and you. we got to see them together <laughs> tonight. Like we got to see wrong. some Claudia action. We sure did. You know, but yeah, I think that's part of her ploy too, um, because she brought Nadia and Baldwin, whatever, into her just her realm, her circle, and, yeah. and made her made her guards come down. So I feel like she's going to be betrayed, and we're going to see the aftermath. I think she's going to take it personal, definitely. So mm-hmm. just a little random question. In the midst of Claire's and Baldwin's conversation, Claire said that loneliness is a choice. Do you guys think that loneliness is a choice? For sure. I do. And do you think ba- is Baldwin choosing to be alone? For sure. Why? Because of her trauma and past hurts and the things she had to go through. I mean, she was alone when she was with her dad before, mm. you know, they killed. Okay. Well, mm. before they watched him die, you know, with the two of them. Like, she she already know that deal. And then she's an assassin. Assassins, they don't, they don't be on that with people. Like, Absolutely. They, Speaking from experience. They don't have... 
<laughs> they don't have a lot of companionship. They don't have, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of family. Like, because their jobs is to put their lives at risk. So, I mean, they choose to be alone so that they don't have these type of issues getting close to people who could potentially set you up to kill mm-hmm. you. I'm in the middle about that because, I, like you said, I don't know the separation between where she was a child, she was with her father, she loved the piano, and that probably kept her I mean, but social. Nadia told us. But she when, said that she hopped around to foster homes and stuff like that. It was hard for her, you know, and then she just so happened to go back to the house one day and that's and then you see that's where Baldwin was living at for a long time in that, that old True. house by herself because she didn't have nowhere else to go. That's a that's really true. good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. See? Shut up. <laughs> so let's touch on Prime's <laughs> life on the other side and Howard and Emily's interaction. She gets home. They Howard invites Anna over for dinner and they have this what seems to Anna be what's going to be a really nice family moment. Of course, it doesn't last because Anna has basically had to be the parent to both of her parents. Right. Um, what do you where do you think this relationship is going to go while Howard is on the other side? What What do you think is going to happen with him and Emily? I think it's going to be beautiful. Right now, it's kind of like he's just trying to figure it all out. I really believe that Anna, she did the ultimate most, and she tweaked, like, girl, you could have chilled. She didn't have to flare up at them and then dip out. Like, all he said was, how was your how was work Hold, today? please. That's you not know? a fair contextual. So, so we're seeing a sliver of what happened. She's lived a lifetime of battling between these two parents, and this is like they're all of a sudden – on good terms, and she's had to be the go between between them two, obviously, for the past. I mean, but however you, if you're really years. a parent, if you're really an adult, adults have communication skills. They talk about things. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, in order for me to believe that you're mature and you're some type of parent, when I ask you how's your day at work, just answer the question. Yes, we can move on to the topic at hand, but let's talk about it as adults. Let's but not that's easier throw temper tantrums and then run she out. She is always their child. You know how you feel like when your parents are like, mommy, daddy. <laughs> like, that's always going to be the situation. So, she's furious at this situation. She's upset. She's had to be the go-between and listen to crap being talked about each parent and just be there and quiet now all of a sudden they seem to be going uh strong and this is after her mother seemingly has another overdose even though we know another it's a hit one. because mm-hmm. she doesn't know that her parents are these spies she just knows that they're her parents and so it looks like mom overdose again everyone's acting like it's normal mom's like ruining my life like that's how kids think like i hate you mom like especially white kids and so we get to a point where it's like she's furious and fed up with them like, I understood. That was actually a normal reaction. I was surprised that Anna didn't question, why are you not my dad and why are you acting like this? Because Emily nice. figured it out really quick. Like, what are you not knowing that there's another other side, obviously, going, but are you on drugs? Are, did right. they give you Xanax? You invited me to dinner? Yeah, and at mom's house? You, I, like, she didn't even know he cooked because all the dad did, the aggressive Alpha Howard Prime, only cooks barbecue. Like a man, you know, mm. man, uh, uh, eat. And so now we have like nice chicken and souffle or whatever he made. And it just very uncharacteristic of Howard Prime. Look, Portia ain't yeah. buying it. Look. So, <laughs> like I was saying, you know, you can have that. But I believe that Anna went over the top. Now, as, in regards to how, you know, Howard is liking this whole being over there thing, I believe that because... 
there is his child that actually lived. You know, he spent time right. in her room, got getting to, you know, know her through the pictures, the the bed, the setup, everything that he set up. Because remember, he set up a room. Right. And yeah. he had a room over there that was set up even still, but it's just filled with things that were incomplete. So now you have this complete baby, this complete life, this complete daughter, and now I'm in her room and he's just taking it all in. And it's just like a lot for him because... That's why he, you know, basically told Emily, like, yeah, y'all not together and y'all acting crazy, but y'all really lucky because we didn't get to have life. We didn't get to birth our baby. And now not only did I not get to birth my baby, but my Emily in a coma and you're alive. So Mm -hmm. obviously what y'all got over here is something that I would love. And I believe he's loving it. He's taking it all in and he's taking full advantage of it. Sure, but it's not real. It's not, it's a fantasy. It's I was not just giving my opinion about her question. That was <laughs> awesome. So I, I think that <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes of this episode is to, is to see the juxtaposition between the two, the two Anna's rooms in the two different worlds. And it's crazy and we, because Prime don't even know that they're having this conversation and that all this is going on, but he's, he's in, in that room. room. Like yeah. they're, they're having. Yeah. Like the same thing in two different worlds, yeah. and it's like beautiful. It's just like it was just really sad to see him have to look around the room and just see all of the different stages of life that Anna has lived that him and his Emily never got to experience. Yeah, and I hope hope that Prime, while he was looking through all of the baby items, that's able he's able to, to put two and two together. Yeah, and, and take a the baby give, give, Prime, give Howard a break. You know, like this man, even though he's boring and whatever, he's had he's gone through some hard things. So again, his experiences have made him the way that he is. Yeah. And Prime, I think this is a good reminder of that for him. Hopefully. Yeah. But I love seeing Howard walk out. You know, he spent the night, Emily and you know, they're flirting back and forth. But, you know, when he walked out of that house, you know, he had a little pep in his step. He His posture was up. And you can slowly but surely see him take on the prime characteristics. He asked for the keys. He said, I'm going for a walk. I'm going to get my tea. He said, I'm going to walk wherever I want to. Yes. <laughs> so let me get them keys. Yes. So Howard is coming into his own. And I'm going to enjoy seeing him really really take on those characters is what do you guys think are you are you excited do you think he's really gonna make that shift into prime well just like emily said like even though y'all are each other's other you're better than him so i feel like for me i'm excited to see him become who he's going to become i'm not excited to see him become prime because i don't want him to be prime because prime is somebody totally different at the end of the day he's better than prime and i agree with emily you know in that realm of you know how she portrayed that to him Mm -hmm. so with him taking on his life and becoming the guy that he is supposed to be I love it because not only are you Howard with a good heart but now you're taking on characteristics to show that you are somebody that is worthy of respect and power just like Prime very well I like that angle I am uh, cautious for him because I don't want him. I'm with Toron where you say it's not real. Mm-hmm. So whenever this cross ha- has to happen again, he's going to go back to his life and what is real. And I feel like that's going to break him down or whatever it will do to him. So I'm cautious of him. I do want him to become more bold. I do want him to become more aware and and known of himself and not let everyone run him his life or tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm still cautious as to how far him being on the other side and having his Anna and his Emily there in his life will take him okay Mm -hmm. well let's get into predictions 
because I'm not sure if he wants to go there. After Buzz TV Prediction. All right, who mm. wants to start? I'll delegate. Yeah. <laughs> Tron, you start. What's well, your predictions? Well, first of all, I think that Howard Silk isn't going to want to go back and Howard Prime is going to know he has to. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't think we're realizing the effects that they're switching back will have on Anna and Emily and that world. Mm -hmm. Because if he makes Anna feel like, but I love you, Anna and Emily, but I love you. And then all of a sudden, Howard Prime's back and he doesn't give a shit. Like (laughs) He's still Howard Prime. And so all of a sudden, everything goes right back. That's a crash course that... Yeah. Building up to tear down. Exactly. Like, both worlds are being collapsed at the same time Mm -hmm. and also when he goes back and he's gonna find out that his emily wasn't who he thought that's like there's every single every single house is gonna collapse at that point Mm -hmm. and then what's left so a bold howard who lost everything that's a dangerous and so now we see like almost like a a loop a catch 20 is like then that's how howard prime is born Mm -hmm. except howard Mm -hmm. prime now on our world Mm. exactly Portia, what do you think? Um, well, I I agree with thinking that Howard Silk is going to want to stay over there. And I believe he's going to, you know, grow, like I, how I said before. And because he's going to want to stay over there, I believe it's going to cause conflict between him and Prime. Because Prime, I know he's not necessarily comfortable where he is, but he's just on a mission to try to stop something. And with... You know, Silk not wanting to come back is going to be like, no, we we had an assignment. You wasn't supposed to go over there and find out my life and who I am and try to bridge things together. And then with him, you know, having interactions with his with Prime's daughter and Prime's Emily is going to just raise a lot of, you know, conflict between the two. And I I really, you know, dread that. I believe that, you know, Baldwin is going to come after Claire. So I'm serious and it's going to be on oh, some yeah. emotional stuff and yeah they're probably they're probably going to get to a point where Claire actually you know tries to work it out and probably try to smooth it over in the middle of her about to get killed mm-hmm. letting her know and they like, make out one more time and just letting her know like you know I knew that she was going to come out of that or however that works out but at the end of the day Baldwin is going to get to Claire and it's not going to be pretty I believe that um What's his face? Aldrich. Mm-hmm. Aldrich. Mm-hmm. He is going to get in trouble for something because he's just doing stupid stuff. And I feel like he... I feel like he recorded or some type of way tapped the conversation that Prime was having with the old friend at the bakery oh. or the little lunch spot. Okay. And I believe that, you know, he probably tapped that whole little thing and that's going to get him in some trouble too. So, yeah. Because this man just don't have no act right and no morals. He <laughs> just <laughs> like that. No act yeah. right. Um, so, for me, I had to look at it when they were in each of their Anna's rooms, but on opposite sides of the world. I was so stuck still wanting Silk to get some of Prime, but now I've seen just I want some Prime and Silk. So that maybe when he does come back, he'll see that he does have a family. He did have a wife, be more appreciative to him and not be self-centered like the daughter said he would be or that he is when he's home. Um, So I'm hoping some of that will also we'll just see the two of them kind of 
grow from one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as far as Claire and Baldwin, I think I agree with you wholeheartedly that she's going to come after Claire and it's going to be hard and full force. And I like this. I'm I'm interested in seeing that battle, too, because we think Claire is... This little as badass soft, as, girl. or yeah, was so she an assassin? Too? I don't think she was about to blow that van up. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. So mm-hmm. I we she seen that part of her, but mm-hmm. I don't think her trying to come against Baldwin. I still think Baldwin ha- will have the upper hand. So I think that will be one battle if it does actually happen. That'll be really, really good cool. action for the show. Yeah, um, I think that uh, Baldwin is not only going to just try to come after Claire. I think she's going to try to take down. Claire and everybody else who's involved because at this point like she has nothing to she lose. She got a new kill list. What does she have to lose? <laughs> and she knows that they're all against her so she might as well take them all out. Um, I definitely um, think that Howard is you know getting his backbone and that hopefully when and if he returns because I don't know if he'll ever return uh, to the other side that you know it's for the betterment of him. Um, reaching a little far further down in season I wonder if the two worlds will actually collide or merge at some point. Well, I don't homeboy know. at the um at the little lunch spot, let him know like, you know, people are about to come over from that side, and it's about to be a big, yeah. you know, something big is about to happen with people coming over from that side with the Pope. Yeah. So it's like you know we are in expectation of the two worlds colliding, yes. and they they know about each other, yeah. and something is you know going to be wrong with yeah. that. Well, I think I think that formal separation is going to be gone. At some point. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, Quickly, one word, one name. Who do you guys think is the mole? Just one word. I honestly don't think we've seen that person yet. I think in two, maybe two more episodes, he or she will be revealed. But I don't think we've seen that person yet. Um, Isn't Aldrich the one with the the, the blonde hair, right? Where's his name, Quail? He's the stiff one. Quail is his boss. Quail is the one that's following Prime around. Okay, Quail was who I was talking about earlier, so I had the names messed up, but I think it's Aldrich. Okay. Emily. No, I don't know. Okay. How crazy would that be, though? It would be. That would be. I'm kind of leaning towards Quail, that he might be the mole. Might be. But we'll see. Yes. We'll see. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Counterpart. I almost said an episode of Stars. Uh Counterpart on Stars. I'm your host, Ashley Allen, and you can find me on all social media at Ashley Reed Allen. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe on our videos. We watch. We read your comments. I'll see you next Sunday again. I am Tequila. You can follow me on all social media at Tequila underscore I am. And I'm Portia Carter. Y'all can find me on all social media at Portia Carter. And also tune in this Wednesday at 6 p.m. to my Black Lightning After Show right here. I am Tron all across the board at I-A-M-T-E-H-R-A-N. Please find me. Share and subscribe. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.